I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. Please pray with me. Dear Father in heaven, we ask you, as we always do, to join us here this morning, and we trust that you are here among us. May my words be your words, and all of our thoughts, your thoughts. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. <clears throat> so I'm going to give you a little look behind the curtain here. Um, part of the ordination process, the process to become a member of the clergy, at least in the Episcopal Church, is uh, to spend a certain amount of time, several hundred hours, being a hospital chaplain, or at least a sort of trainee hospital chaplain, because you do it while you're in school still. You're not sort of ready to go. You're still learning how to be ready to go. It's sort of like shock therapy, really. Um, they make you walk into the rooms of people who, at best, don't really want to see you. And at worst, upon seeing somebody in a collar, immediately think they're going to die. <laughs> You're supposed to then talk to them in some meaningful way. And then, again, before your theological training is complete. And then come back to the group of other trainees and supervisors and be evaluated on how you did. Don't worry, it's not as bad as you think. It's much, much worse. <clears throat> So one day, during the summer that I was in this program, I walked into a room, found a man sitting in his bed, and, like an idiot, said the one thing that you never say to somebody that you don't know in a hospital, which is a bright, smiling, how are you doing today? <laughs> well, son, came the grim reply, I'm dying. What do you have to say about that? After several hours of not being able to say anything at all, I think it was actually only a few seconds, but it seemed like forever in my entire life of not being able to say anything, I sort of finally was able to choke out something like, well, what do you have to say about that? And the man's response has stuck with me as though he said it to me yesterday. And I'm sure it will continue to stick with me for the rest of my life. He said, well, I think I've lived a pretty good life. I'm just not sure it was good enough. And later, when I made my presentation to the group of other trainees and the supervisor, I was told that what I should have done was assure the man that his worries were unfounded. I should have assured him that his life had been good enough. That, everyone assumed, was what he wanted to hear. And my role as his temporary and terrified pastor was to tell him what he wanted to hear. Don't worry, sir. I'm sure your life has been just fine. But I couldn't tell him that. I didn't feel like his shepherd. I felt like a hired hand. In Jesus' story that we read this morning, he says, I am the good shepherd. 
The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. You see, what we do in life, what we spend all our time doing, is looking for hired hands. We look for people who will tell us what we want to hear. We hire them to tell us that everything's going to be okay. And as long as everything is okay, we don't have any problems. Don't worry, sir. I'm sure your life has been just fine. I promise you're a good mother. I don't care what anybody says. You're a good father, a good son, a good lover. You're a good person. Now the problem is that these assurances don't seem to stick. We need to keep hearing them every day, every hour, every minute, all the time. And why? Because all the while we suspect deep down that it's just not true. Tell me again that I'm a good father. Tell me again that I'm a caring husband. Am I really fine? Is everything really okay? We think that if we get enough people to tell us again and again that we're great, that everything's going to be okay, we might finally be able to believe it. But it seems like we never do. We keep asking. We ask on our deathbeds, have I been good enough? I think I've lived a pretty good life. I'm just not sure it was good enough. At the end of Saving Private Ryan, after the older Private Ryan has recalled this whole story of how this squad of soldiers sacrificed so much and even their lives to save his... We flash forward to him as an old man, and he's in a graveyard, and he turns to his wife with desperation in his eyes and says, tell me I'm a good man. And of course, she says that he is, but we can tell that he's not so sure. We can tell that he doesn't really believe her. And that ultimately is the problem with hired hands. It's the problem with yes men. It's the problem with people who tell us what we want to hear. Because when things get really bad, they don't have anything else to say. When the wolves of life really come, when your suspicions that you're not a good person turn out to be well-founded, when it looks like the end is near, your hired hands run away, leaving you all alone. I think I've lived a pretty good life. I'm just not sure it was good enough. So what do we say? What word do we have for Private Ryan, all grown up and tortured? Is there good news for us, for those of us who spend most of our time hoping that no one will ever get a peek at what we're really like? 
on the inside. I can't help but think of Martin Luther's wonderful hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Here's the third verse of that hymn. Though this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us, we will not fear, for God hath willed his his truth to triumph through us. The prince of darkness grim, we tremble not for him. His rage we can endure, for lo, his doom is sure. One little word shall fell him. And what is that little word? Nothing but Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is the good shepherd. He's not like the hired hands who run away when they see how bad things really are. When the wolves start to come, when your life really starts to fall apart, when the I'm okay, you're okay charade starts to break down. And it's what Jesus does when he comes that's so wild. What does he say? Not, I'm the good shepherd and I know just what my sheep need to hear. Not, I'm the good shepherd and I know how to get my sheep to chill out. Not, I'm the good shepherd, and I know how to keep my sheep in line. Not even, I'm the good shepherd, and I promise these wolves aren't really so bad. He says, I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. So listen, the wolves are real. We all know this. We are beset on all sides by the things we've messed up. And broken down. Things, as they say, that we ought to have done, and things that we ought not to have done. We have not loved the Lord with our whole hearts or loved our neighbors as ourselves. We're going to spell it all out in a few minutes as we confess together. These are the wolves that are coming for us. And we run around like crazy looking for hired hands to tell us, to reassure us that these wolves aren't huffing and puffing at the doors of our straw houses. Oh, you're not a bad person, they'll say. You're sure better than so-and-so. And that'll make us feel better for a minute until we look over our shoulder, do something else, feel another feeling, think another thought, And see that pack of wolves just a little bit closer. And so we start looking for another hired hand and another one and another one. But then as things keep getting worse and worse, our hired hands start quitting. When we do something that makes it impossible for somebody to say, you're not a bad person. We find that there's no one around anyway. When we're so vindictive that we ruin a relationship completely. When our self-centeredness turns our marriage into a disaster. When our anger causes someone real physical pain. These are the times when we look desperately around for someone to tell us that, no, really, you're a good person. And there's no one there. This is a familiar feeling to all of us, even though we may never admit it out loud. We've made such a royal mess of things, even of the things we love, 
that we sometimes catch ourselves feeling like a pack of wolves would be an appropriate end for us. The prince of darkness is grim, but we tremble not for him. His rage we can endure, for lo, his doom is sure. One little word shall fell him. When we are deserted by all our hired hands, by all our yes-men, and even by our own ability to consider ourselves good people, Jesus remains. And this is the gospel. When the law says that by rights we should be fed to that pack of wolves, Jesus steps in. Jesus lays down his life for us. He dies so that we might live. And in his death, in that moment of moments on the cross, when Jesus cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He takes all of our wolves, all of our guilts, all of our failures, all of our shortcomings onto himself. The bad news is bad. In that hospital room, I couldn't tell that man that his life had been good enough. It would have been a lie, and he wouldn't have believed me anyway. The only thing that he would actually believe was the thing that in his heart he knew to be true. The bad news. No, sir, your life hasn't been good enough. Our lives haven't been good enough to keep our wolves at bay. If the bad news is bad, the good news is great. Let me tell you about Jesus. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. I lay down my life for the sheep. Our lives haven't been good enough. And the wolves surround us. They are everywhere we look, in the things done and the things left undone. But praise God, Jesus is the good shepherd, and he has laid down his life for us. Amen.